Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrim, a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and the consequences that follow. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Gray, or Gray the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Book 2, Chapter 16 The Boats of Borges Sam will just tie the leather of the reins that were cut together. We can replace that later. We're almost there. We'll get to Borges soon. Trust me. And sure enough, it is about an hour past sundown when you approach the gates of Borges. As you reach the southern gates of the city, which stand open, two guards with pikes stop you as you approach. You just want to look over your cargo, make sure everything's above board. Evening, folks. Uh, how you doing tonight? Like, looks around, going over your stuff, lifting up cloths and tapping on boxes. Real curse research. Oh, where are y'all from? <laughs> I don't know if I want to tell him. Do I want to tell him? Probably Here and there. <laughs> Around. Or you could say Earl. We're from Earl. We do have the Earl of Earl with us. We do. <laughs> In case they don't believe us. He's right there. Around? Around where, huh? Around Sarakar. It's <laughs> a big place. True. You just mentioned the whole continent. So I did yes. mention the whole continent. <laughs> I did that on purpose. Uh, he's from South Sarakar. He's from North Sarakar. He's from Earl. Oh, Earl, you say? When y'all's from Earl? Not a bad place. Never made it that far south. A little too cold for my taste. Continues going through your stuff. Uh, what are y'all doing in the city? We're looking to book passage on a voyage. We're going to catch a boat. Ah, you came to a good spot then. You folks, uh, just travelers, fishers, We're adventurers. Fishing, I, are I, you Jesus? What? I don't think the merfolk take kindly to that. Don't hook them. <laughs> Oh, but I'm hooked on them. <laughs> Twitch his own. Um, Don't listen to them. They're weird. I didn't say anything. Oh, that. Them. <laughs> that veil. <you. laughs> Who does Veil look like right now? Veil's, uh, Veil's looks like Kara. Kara. Okay. Whenever I'm going into town, I'll be in a... Are you still in Lord Carver's armor? Yeah, I look like Kara, so I'm a little cross-dressed, but it's okay. It's all right. It fits well enough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you, uh, you folks enjoy your stay. Uh, y'all behave. Don't go breaking no laws. Don't like putting people in prison. Don't like putting people up on the yard. So, uh, yeah, be good. All right. Thank you, Okay. All right. I'm going to let you in. Yay. As you enter into the city of Borges, 
Immediately you can tell this is a marine city. It is centered around fishing, trade, and the production of marine equipment. The air tastes of salty winds and carries the sounds of countless ship bells, all varying in tone. They combine with the sounds of footsteps, the tools of work, and the rest of the city's activity to form a lazy, ill-timed melody that still manages to produce a sense of charm. It is evening time. The sun has gone down. What are you all up to? There's a nearest bar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Arnis wants to find a bar. Is everybody going to the bar? Sure, why not? Okay. Anybody have a good nautical-themed bar name? The Rusty Anchor? The bar in Boston called the Salty Dog. The Barnacle. The Barnacle? Barnacle. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Nate wins. That's pretty good. I love it. Okay, let's do this. Barnacle. Y'all enter into the city of Borges. Oh, a map. Yeah, this is the South Gate here. And as you make your way into the city, just before you reach the town square here around a, a very large wooden statue, Worn by sea air, got some lichen growing on it, got some moss. As you go up the streets of the city, you see torches burning along the corners and down the street, and you approach a raucous building. Light flickering through the windows, an old anchor leaning up next to the door, long since rusted, and an old painted wooden sign over it that says, The Barnacle. B-A-R dash nickel. <laughs> and it sounds like there's a good time in there. Cool. Some drunken carousing going on. There's shanties being played. Because if there are, I'm down. Yeah. Love a good shanty. Vale likes a shanty. That Vail seems likes weird. It's just odd and unique. And they find shanties to be odd and unique because they didn't grow up in a seaside town. That's weird. <laughs> you push your way in through the doors. There's a bunch of small wooden tables. Lots of people crowded around it. Most people looking like they just came off a ship. Lanterns burning. Someone is in the corner playing one of those tiny little accordions. Yeah, they are. Singing a shanty. Everybody's having a good old time. There's a stout bartender behind the bar. Big old mutton chops going on. Serving folks drinks. Perfect. As soon you walk in, just grab an open spot wherever you see one. It's fine. We'll get to you. We do. What are you doing in the bar? Waiting for a beverage. I'm eavesdropping. Smart. Just listening in and seeing what the locals are talking about. Arnis is getting drinks. Yes, I am. Vale is eavesdropping. Darwin, what are you doing? I'm hanging with Arnis. I'll get okay. a drink. Not eavesdropping. Sam and Sniffins are going to go take care of the wagons. Earl, Earl, and Old One are joining you. Oh, fun. <laughs> Which I mean, not at all. No? I mean, I like Old One. <laughs> what did you order, Arnis? What did I order? Yeah. Um... <laughs> well, it's a stout bartender. I'm assuming you ordered a stout. Hmm. Smart. What? I believe he was referring to the man's features. Yes. Not the type of beer he He will like. serve you stout, but that is not all he serves. I'll take whatever the, like, house ale is, whatever it is. All right. The house ale is a rum-barreled ale. Yeah, nice. it is. That sounds delicious. Yeah, I'll take one of those, too. All right. Vale? Vale doesn't drink. Vale does not have a very good constitution when it comes to drinking. Uh, Earl will have one as well. Well, one, of course, does not drink. For much simpler reasons than Vale. It's physically incapable of <laughs> Because he can pour things into himself, but it does not satisfy <laughs> any sort of thirst or craving. Because and does it just come right back out? No. It just falls to the bottom. <laughs> Might pool up in his, you know, his, his boots. <laughs> and he's just sloshing around everywhere. So no. Too Generally does not. <laughs> okay. Vale, go ahead and roll uh, perception. You're listening in, you're eavesdropping. Oh, I'm hearing the eaves, and that's about it. 
that is a three on my perception check. Nice. So there's a person playing a little accordion. When he sees this new group enter in and sit down at one of the tables, just walks right over next to you and starts singing and playing right next to Vale, right in their ears. And Vale can't hear any of the conversations going on around me. Hey, well, that guy's over here. Can I be like, dude, do you do jam sessions? Like, do you ever play with other people? Oh, you want to play music. What do you play? The lute. Eh, that's an alright instrument, I guess. You know any C-tunes? I don't, but I'm a quick study. All the tunes he knows are in drop D. I can fall. Shut it. Uh, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> Shut it, Darwin. He doesn't know anything about Get music. Get it, C. He, ang- he wants anger to dog C. with a tambourine. So. Um. <laughs> it was chest drums and it was a drake. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer to think it was a tambourine. And the drake was irrational. That was finally played percussion. No, I agree. The music was horrible. You should just tell the story right. <laughs> it was still irrational to bite someone over their proficiency in playing an instrument. Pretty sure that's not true. Um. <laughs> Quick study essay, then try playing this. And he. Plays a little something on his accordion. Uh, go ahead and make a performance, performance check. check. Yeah. See if you can pick up that tune and impress him with your skills. The survey says I'm half and half tonight. You're a bard. Come on. On skills checks. <laughs> oh. oh, that'll probably do it. That's a twenty-one. <laughs> that does it just fine. He stops playing for a moment. Wonderful. And claps you on the shoulder. A little too hard. Like a little too friendly. Not aggressive. Just too friendly. Join me whenever you like. I drink my beverage and I go up. <laughs> Alright, so you and the musician needs a name now. Sorry, you stuck me in a bar and there was someone playing music. There was. <laughs> accordion Steve. Folks call me Accordion Steve. What's your name? Uh, my name is Artist Gray. Uh, my stage name is Gray the Great. Loot Artist it is! And he gives you another friendly <laughs> clasp on the shoulder. <laughs> Welcome aboard! And the two of you play for the evening. That's a fun time. He's a good guy. Okay, what else are you guys doing? This is you fresh in the city. Oh, any tips that guy gets, I'm going to give to him. He can have all of them. Oh, how very generous of you. I'm just, I just to wanna... let the band earn the tips. That no, he I just like... To keep the tips he earns. I just want to make sure that I was clear. Like, even if he offered me part of it, like, I'm not going to take so, it. So you're not a restaurant manager. Oh, well, I'll pool the tips. And then I'll split them. Don't worry. And everyone will get an equal share. I'm not a jerk. Good. Good, I'm on, good, good. I'm on his turf. Also, you are far wealthier than he is. Exactly. Okay. You have a fun evening playing with Cordy and Steve. Earl Earl's having a grand time. It has been very long since he's been up to one of these smaller marine cities. He's enjoying himself immensely. The rum casket ale is certainly helping. He's a little red in the cheeks. Because Earl wine is... <laughs> Earl wine is just like fermented water. It's terrible. <laughs> It's like the worst. It tastes fine. You're just not getting drunk on it. Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else is going on tonight? I don't think anything. Play with that guy until he tells me to hit the bricks, Bucky. He's playing all night. Well, I probably will play all night. Okay, so yeah, Darvin, Vale, what's the plan while Arnis goes and showboats? Well, eventually, we need a place to stay, right? If you're staying the night. Yeah. And then we're not booking passage in the middle of the night, are we? Maybe we talk around the bar while the rival rivalry is going on and 
Revelry. That's the word I was like. Revelry. There you go. It was like rivalry. Is that uh, happening and see if we can't book passage on a vessel? Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> what? You two are going to talk. <laughs> You're going to talk to well, people. That's great. You're... The bard is busy playing music, so the rogue and the monk are going to go do the talking. Don't worry, we're going to get us the best deal on the nicest vessel. You could so come I go me. up to the bartender, because the bartenders always have all the information. All right, you go up to the bartender. It's a smart place to start. And I ask, I, I tell him we're looking to book passage to the place we're trying to go. I can't remember the name of it right now. That's not the word I use. I use the, the word of the location. The Temple of St. Thaleron. Yeah, that. And uh, if he knows of any ships that would be headed in that direction. Oh, the, the temple, you say? Not exactly on the coast. No, the boats go right there. Well, I'm sure some of them could get you close if you wanted. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Uh, depends on how fast you need to get there, when you want to go, how much you're willing to spend, more importantly. Well, you're not as concerned about cost. We'd like to leave soon and not be gone forever. Well, I mean, it's really up to you whether or not you come back. <laughs> but that is true, my friend. That is true. Oh my god, Vale. <laughs> But there's... Take your back, fails the worst. <laughs> <laughs> there are merchants that come here occasionally. There's plenty of fishermen. As far as just chartering a boat to take you somewhere, uh, you might be able to convince someone if you go troll around near the docks. Do you uh, know of any ships that you would recommend? Uh, for which one? Which type of ship? Merchant ship. Uh, merchant ship. Um, mm, well, there's one of them that's... Probably do any time now. They may even be anchored offshore right now, actually. It's not like I go checking to see who's arriving when, but the uh, the Bilge Buster, they might be around. They they do trade, Saracar, and beyond. They might be able to take you where you want to go. Probably have to pay them a little bit, unless you got cargo you're willing to uh, sell to them. We'll uh, look into that. Thank you, bartender. And I have two silver in my pocket that I toss his way. Oh, you toss his way? But I leave on the counter. Aww. I don't want to risk throwing them at him and he drops and looks like a fool or hates me for throwing silver at him. I just wonder how he just catches them in the air. But you put him on the bar, slides them over to himself, and slips it into a pocket in his apron. Folks, have a good evening. I go back to our table where I'm drinking one beer for the entire evening. Oh, you're having a beer now. Or whatever drinking. was brought me. You didn't have drinking. a drink. You yeah. said Vale doesn't drink. You're right, I did. I said that thing. <laughs> Although Vale has had drinks before. Yes. <laughs> Darvin, what's up? Nothing. I'm just drinking. I'm just drinking? Yeah. Probably not. Trying to look not like he's rich. <laughs> trying to look not like he's rich. I don't know if Darvin even looks rich normally. Uh, no, I know. Doesn't really. I, do. I look like a monk. Yeah. A rich monk. You're well taken care of, monk. Yeah. Okay. Darvin's having fun drinking with Earl Earl and Olwan. Yeah, I agree. Weird uh, drinking buddies. <laughs> Earl Earl just rambles on and is telling stories about uh, his various times in the playground. <laughs> Olwan is getting increasingly nervous about the prospect of getting on a boat. <laughs> He's a metal man on a boat. Precisely. Um, I... Mm, not... Mm, boats are scary. Don't worry, we'll spray you down real good with some WD-40 or something. I don't want to fall off. I don't swim too well. I thought you were worried about the rust. No, no, no. I uh, don't rust as far as I know. Um, good, good. 
But I mean, you know, then again, I do take good care of myself. And uh, yeah, uh, no, no, it's more falling into the water and sinking to the bottom of the sea. That's a bit more scary. <laughs> you won't fall in the water. How do you know? There's an ill-timed cough there, Darvin. If you sank to the bottom, could you would, just would you live? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to find out. The pressure could crush it. Oh, that's true. It's it's a long walk, if so, and um, <laughs> still like being stuck at the bottom of the water. Just just keep me on the boat, please. We will. All right. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Oh. Mm. And he just like grabs onto the side of his chair at his sides. Okay. Other than that, though, your evening passes just fine. You're going to find a place to stay for the evening. Yes. And you're able to find rooms at the Galleon. A middling inn, comfy enough beds, little portholes for windows in all the rooms, life preservers on the door. I think for the night, for the seven of you, a gold will be just fine. Sweet. Oh, what did I owe for the beers? Oh, what did you owe for the beers? Something. I will say five silver. I'm going to assume you drank some more while you were playing. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, that's what I thought. And Earl Earl definitely had a few. Morning comes, the sun rises about eight o'clock in the morning. You can hear seagulls and more bells from various ships. And there's a, there's a member of the inn staff who just comes by banging on all the doors. Breakfast! Breakfast is ready! Get your breakfast! Head to the galley! And he just like double taps on the door. He just goes down the hall doing that to every single door. Awesome. He's not waiting for a response. Yeah. You go down for breakfast, it's fish. <laughs> fish? That's awesome. Fish for breakfast can be really good if it's prepared, right? Blocks? Yeah, or pickled. Wait, pickled fish? Yeah, it's good. Okay, sure. You get some pickled fish. Everybody has pickled fish and rice for breakfast. Yes. Good job. What do you guys do? Uh, over breakfast, I tell them of the, about the bilge buster that I found out about. Bilge buster. That it might be a merchant ship we could put oh, the boat. on. Yeah. So we should go talk to them or something. Okay. As you all finish up your breakfast and get ready to head out towards the docks to look for ships, Earl Earl says, Oh, you know what? If we're going to go on a ship, I need new clothes. Oh, God. I'm going to go shopping. I'll meet you uh, around lunchtime. Yeah? Sound good? Awesome, I'm out. Somebody should go with him. I'll go with him. (laughs) I I trust you, but okay. Honestly, we were a month. I barely got away with my life. Oh my god. Okay, Vale and Earl Earl are off on a shopping spree. Oh my god, this is so terrible. Let's stay with Darvin and Arnis then. What are you two up to? Should we try and find a boat while they do that? Yes, we should. Okay. You head on out to the docks on the west side of the city. There are four main piers that jut out. The southern three are all occupied by local ships. These are people who live within the city of Borges. They go out to sea, they catch fish, they go diving for whatever. Maybe they're going after coral, clams, lobsters, doesn't matter. Those southern three piers are reserved for them. They're allowed to come in and out freely. The fourth pier, the northernmost one on this portion, on the exposed portion, This is where outside ships, commercial ships, passenger ships come in and dock. Right now the city is only allowing one ship at a time to come here and disembark as they go through their cargo and make sure everything is either properly bonded or the captain has an appointment set up to go get it bonded. Which means the rest of the ships that are waiting to get into the city are anchored offshore maybe about a mile. They're just sitting there waiting to come in. 
Some of them are sending in longboats, just so crewmen can have, like, shore leave, or they can just pick up little things they need. Other than that, they're just waiting their turn to come in, get their stuff all checked before they can actually take care of business. What you doing? I guess we should talk to the ship that's at the dock now, because otherwise we're going to have to steal a longboat and go talk to the other ships individually. Yeah, that seems about right. Okay. You head out onto the pier. There's one of the city guard members who's just standing there near the end of it, by the plank that leads up to the ship. And he's just waiting. He's got a stack of clipboards and stuff from ships that have come through. But there are definitely other people on that ship going through the inventory. And as he's standing there, there's someone who, judging by their hat and posture, they are clearly the captain of this ship and one of their crewmen with them. There you go. Very captainly looking hat. Tricorn. Nice. I will go up to them. Say hello. She turns to face you. She's got deep dark hair. It's a little poofy. Not quite curled. Mostly just wavy. And a deep olive skin. Ah, oh, hello. Can I help you? Are you here to make this go a little faster? I, oh, I wish I could. I do too. Let me ask you something. Where are you all headed next? We're here to drop off goods here, pick up some more from the local merchants, and then we are heading back down south along the western coast. Which is not the direction we want to go, right? We're going to make some stops up there. We'd go in through the bay, but with all the army ships in there, we don't want to even bother. This is a headache enough. Right. You wouldn't happen to know where I can find the Bilge Buster, would you? Oh yeah, they're out there. It was a third ship in line. I guess we just have to wait. Or you can try to book passage on this ship. They're not going the direction uh, we want. We're going north, right? They're going northeast. Yeah. They're going literally the exact opposite direction we want to go. I guess we can ask every ship, because we don't know if those bird clusters going in or do it. No. Now the continent, you guys are here. They're going to go around this way. They're going to hit up the coast towns over here, on the western part of the continent. Yeah, we can pretty much just ask every ship as they can get the word. It's going to be boring and tedious, but it'll pretty much guarantee that we get one that's going where we need to. Okay. So you're just hanging out at the docks? Pretty much. We should find out how long it takes on average, so at least we know, right? Probably depends on... Depends on the size of the ship. That's about uh, it. Yeah. What they're carrying, oh. like, where they came from. Are they, like, dropping off goods here? Are they picking up goods here? Like, how much is in that mm-hmm. hold? How much, you know? Okay, yeah. never mind. Too Don't worry about that part. I'm going to say how long each ship takes. Not important. Um, but if you just want to sit here, talk to members of each of these crews as they come in, yeah. either as their ship actually comes to dock and they get inspected, or as people come up on longboats mm-hmm. to get off on, do a little shore leave, yeah. that's fine. There are three ships that are headed in that vague-ish direction. None of them are actually heading exactly where you want to go. The closest stop that any of them are going to, they'll explain to you, is still on the eastern portion of the continent. I'll go here. Temple's way over here. How far is that? Miles-wise or time-wise? Time. Time-wise. How long are they going to take this? A few weeks. Let's see. Really depends on the speed of the ship. But on average, be about a few weeks. They can drop you off at a smallish city that is... Probably another couple of weeks travel by foot to get to the temple where you want to go. Assuming we're going to have to leave the wagons and horses and stuff here somewhere, right? Yeah. Which is something else we'll have to figure out. Smart Darwin. Yeah. Unless you want to wait for a big enough boat to take all that. Which is going to cost probably a lot more, too. So, among these three ships, there is the Bilge Buster, there is the Gunner's Daughter, and there's one vainfully called Narlux Pride. Ooh, that sounds interesting. Narlok being the name of the god of the waters. Ah. Its appearance does not reflect the name. (laughs) 
So it doesn't look like a narwhal? Narluck. N-A-R-L-U-C. It still has half the... It does have the nar part. Um, Meaning it's not a great looking ship. Ah, gotcha. gotcha. It's not the best looking ship. No. Gotcha. It's got a main mast. It's got a foremast. It's about it. It's about a 50 foot boat. Looks like it's had a lot of repairs. The gunner's daughter is a little bit bigger. It's a three-mast ship, probably about 80, 100 feet. It's looking in a little better shape. It's got a bigger crew. They've got a little bit more business to take care of. And the bilge buster is merchant ship. Probably also another two-sailor. Better condition, though, just overall. And instead of the uh, square-rigged sails, it's got the Bermuda-rigged sails. Which, for non-maritime folks, uh, <laughs> square-rigged sails are the ones that sit perpendicular to the direction that the boat's traveling. Uh, so they catch the wind to propel them forward. Bermuda rig is where they line up fore to aft, more like a modern sailboat. Or they use it more like a wing, instead of... Essie, kind of. Uh, there are these three ships that, for various costs and uh, convincings, would be willing to travel in that direction. may not have a specific plan to go there, but they're willing to accept passengers for the right amount. Well, we got the Bilge Buster recommended to us. Yeah, maybe we should stick with that. That seems like the way to go. No, we need to find out how much money they want and if we can afford it. We should ask- have so much money. We should yeah, ask but- them and the gutter's daughter. And then we could make them compete against each other. They're like, yeah, they're going to give us a better I don't care kid. about that. <laughs> I don't care about that. I just, I just want to know. Okay. You don't have Darwin's ruthless business instincts. You're right. I don't. It's important for saving money. The Gunner's Daughter is a bigger ship. It has a bigger crew, so they are going to charge you more. Okay. They will ask you for 100 gold to take all seven of you round trip. Oh, sorry, not round trip. One way. One way. Uh, they're not going to wait around for you unless you pay a whole lot more. That's actually not that bad. The Bilge Buster is willing to do it for 80. It'll be a little bit tighter quarters. It's a smaller ship. It's really up to you. The time isn't really going to change. I don't honestly fancy tight quarters with Earl Earl. I feel like... As it is, I'm not going to be like liking being trapped on a boat with him. I feel like the Gunner's Daughter is going to be the way to go. Okay, agreed. Just more space seems like a good idea. I mean, as much space as you can have on a boat. So, uh, let's go to Vale before we flesh out some more what's going to happen with the Gunner's Daughter. All right, Vale. Earl Earl is going on a shopping spree to get ready for boat time. Yes, he is. He's stopping by a number of shops to pick up things like new leather boots, puffy shirts, fancy hats... Some with, like, big feathers in them. And he just starts grabbing, like, several outfits. And at one shop, his eyes are drawn to a telescope. So, ooh, haven't seen one of these before. Grabs it, picks it up, and it's like, open it up, looking through it, and just stares right at you. Mm-hmm. He's, like, pulling it in and out. So nice. Yeah? Looks good, right? Good look for me? Yes. Earl, That's Earl, let's see. Earl. What do you say we just get all this? Do you want some, too? Vale's actually looking for something. You need some sea clothes. You're wearing land clothes right now. The only thing Vale wants right now (laughs) is a hooded cloak with some sort of built-in, no pun intended here, veil. Or like face covering like you see like the bandits tend to wear in like old-timey movies. Yeah, I don't see why that would be a problem to find. You find some cloaks that have hoods and little portions of cloth that you tie over to one side. There's like a button on the other yeah. side. On the right hand cheek, you can just wrap this little thread around it. Uh, like a leather strap. <laughs> wrap that around real quick. Keeps the wind from being so bracing on the face. Prevents you from having like chap lips and stuff. Yeah. Not every sailor wants them, but some people think it's a nice comfort. Sure, you can find that. Walk around not changed too. Uh, what color is your cloak? Oh, my dark 
black or navy if there's no black. Like, something that's dark. Yeah. And as you find your cloak, and Earl Earl's happy with all the clothes he's found, he starts looking for clothes for Olong. He wants to dress up Olong. And Olong's just like, no, please, um, sir, uh, just... Hard enough to get on a boat as it is. Just, uh, no clothes, please. And Earl's like, oh, come on, you look good in this. You look dashing. And he grabs a cape without a hood on it, wraps it around Olwan. It's this bright red cape. Of course it is. With a deep blue on the inside. Oh, if, if this is the last thing we get, okay. Okay? Yeah. All right, just the cape, just the cape, just the cape. And I get on the boat. <laughs> I hold on to something. I hold on to something. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Let's get all this then. Earl Earl motions to you, Vale. Go ahead and pay for everything. We'll meet you at the docks. What? You forgot that we're paying for all of his shit? Oh, this fucker. <laughs> this has been part of the arrangement. Like... Perfect. Yes, we will meet you at the docks. And oh as he leaves God, the building... Don't do, uh, don't do this. The, the merchant behind the counter... What's it? Woman, woman probably in her 70s. Very wrinkled, very seaworn. Very kind of you. Buying all those fancy things for your friend. Even the spyglass. It's not a cheap item there. <laughs> of course you got oh, a spyglass. Ah, 50 gold. Well, spyglass hard to make. Those lenses gotta be made special. I don't get many of them. He's a fancy man. Fancy elf there. He's a fancy he elf. He's a fancy elf. <laughs> fancy, fancy elf. Ahem. Ahem. Miss? Do I, do I, I didn't, do I have money? Yeah, you've got, you, you, you can have money for this. Fine. You knew you were going shopping with Earl. I pay for it. The next time I go shopping with him, he's not getting anything. Especially if he leaves before we pay. <laughs> you gotta set ground rules beforehand. Earl, just like a kid. Come on back now, anytime, as you leave the shop. <laughs> and Earl is headed off to the docks. Let's go meet back with everybody else. What are you up to, Vale? I follow with his fucking packages. Okay. Everybody's at the docks. All of you. Yeah. Sam and Sniffins. We gotta figure out where we're leaving the wagon. I mean, are we just selling it here? Sam asks. Uh, Unless we're coming back. I don't know how we're gonna get them back if we don't come back. It's true. If we don't come back here... How are we going to get the wagons that are here? Unless you guys found a big enough ship to take everything. We did not. Are we not coming back here? Wasn't the plan to come back by way of your contract? Oh, yeah. So we're not coming back here, here. Does Sam have a problem with us not coming back and getting back his wagons? It's less about the wagons, more about the horses. Been friends with them for a long time. They're good horses, but they're not family. As long as we're not selling them to a butcher, I'll be fine. Well, we can put Sam in charge of selling them so you can make sure he's happy with where they end up. Okay, yeah, he can go off and take care of that. Yeah, I'm good with that. All right, so he goes off and does that. And which ship are you guys booking passage on? Uh, the Gunner's Daughter. The Gunner's Daughter, that's right. So, the Gunner's Daughter is still anchored offshore. It'll be here later tonight to offload its goods, pick up some new stuff before it can head back out. Well, presumably to drop you all off. But here on the docks, talking with you, discussing over the arrangements, settling on the price, we will say there's the captain and the XO. So there's Captain Mahali, a young-ish captain, but still definitely seen a lot of time at sea. Permanent suntan, edging on sunburn, rag wrapped around their head. So she's 
late 20s, early 30s. Very, I don't want to say aggressive, but very sure of herself. Very forthright. It's the captain's prerogative, and it's how you get people to listen to you on a ship. And with her is uh, her exo, Dipple. He is a bit of an odd fellow. He's lean and slender like an elf, but he has the head of an owl. Hmm. And his eyes are always just laser-focused on whoever he's looking at. Whoever. Whoever. It never seems like he's staring off into the distance. He's always staring at something. But he's never telling you what he's looking at. Yes. Oh, uh, did we ruffle your feathers? No. Y'all are a hoot. <laughs> oh, fire. This what we are. I'm out of owl puns. Same. So we're good. We probably repeated all those from the first time we did owls anyway. It's possible. I will move on. <laughs> <laughs> we have one more, apparently. <laughs> So, Vale, you and Earl Earl approach as Captain Mahali and XO Dipple are deep in conversation with Darwin and Aranis. Captain Mahali is certainly leading their end of the conversation. Oh, thank you for booking passage with us. I know that uh, getting to the east side of Sarakar is not always easy, but as long as you pay up front and you don't mess around on the ship, we'll be all right, okay? Yeah. Should we make arrangements for our metal friend to make sure he's comfortable? Like... You know, I mentioned that early on. Hey, our friend is going to have some comfort issues unless we can keep him inside at all times. I mean, we can if you if you want. Do you want to? You don't think that's necessary? I'm not sure. Um, one of our party is made of metal. Huh, that's interesting. And? He's concerned about not falling overboard. Because he doesn't know what will happen to him if he does. I imagine he'll sink. <laughs> but he's not sure what will happen to him after he sinks. So, um, he's he's very nervous about being on a boat. Um, we just want to make sure that he can be somewhere where he is like safe and kind of in a cabin at all times, like not having to worry about being on deck. Well, he's more than welcome to stay on the main deck or the orlop, which is the low deck. But uh, afraid he can't get into the hold. That's where all of our cargo is. So, other than that. He can go where he wants. Not in my quarters, not in Exo Dipple's quarters, of course. Other than that, ask before you go into somebody else's room. Fair enough for me. Okay. We should be done unloading and reloading our cargo here by eh, the end of the day. Uh, we're not leaving in the middle of the night. We're going to wait till sunup. Sounds good. Oh, excuse me. Since you're already paying, you can go ahead and make yourselves comfortable on the ship. Cool. Nice. Thank you. Sounds good to me. And you guys make your way onto the gunner's daughter. There's a number of crew folk around, mostly moving cargo. Some of them are tending to the sails and the lines. But other than that, it's moving stuff on and off the ship as the city guard go over the inventory. And you are sent below deck. There's only one deck of crew quarters. This isn't a huge ship, but there is enough room for you there. Uh, Below that is, of course, where the cargo is all being stored. And you see a number of people just coming up. Big old boxes, barrels, sacks and stuff. And you find some quarters. Uh... Do you have individual rooms? Did you pay for that much? Or, sorry, do you want to share rooms? I have no I problem sharing rooms with them and Sam and Sniffins. I was going to say, share with yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I don't care as long as I'm not sharing a room with Earl Earl. Darling. <laughs> we sleep with everybody else. So everybody craves into one room except for Earl Earl and Olwan. We're <laughs> in their own room. Earl Earl and Olwan in one room. We could probably do two rooms between them. Five. Sorry, Sniffins is there. 
I was counting him as fifth. Uh, um, he didn't take much plus dog. Four people plus dog. We should probably have two rooms between them. Yeah, a ship. Hammocks. Four in one room is not a problem. So you sleep on a ship. I guess that's true, huh? How do you well, know, the Vale? movies I watched growing up are from <laughs> True. Because as you walk down below decks vale, and pass up these movie? crew quarters, <sighs> hates you so much. As you go down to the lower deck and pass up other crew quarters, you see they are set up with multiple hammocks in each room. Okay. All right, one room. They are sharing space. Then. If the four of you all want to be in one room, it'll be cozy, but you'll fit. Sniffins will sleep on the floor in the middle of all four of your hammocks. I mean, unless Sam really wants to be in a room with <laughs> Earl Earl and Olwan, unlikely. Well, not particularly. Yeah. I didn't Sam will so. probably find other places to sleep, too. <laughs> like with the captain? Yeah. Then who else? Who knows? I don't know. That's, that's for later. Don't worry about Sam. <laughs> oh, I'm not. not Sam's going to do what Sam's going to do. As he does. <laughs> so, the four of you are all sharing a room. Most of the time. Who's got top hammock? Who's got bottom hammock? There's two of each. I'll take top because if I fall, I have the reduced fall. He's going to fall out of bed one night and just lay on his feet. What happened? That's very strategic of you. Also, I could probably just jump out of bed. I don't have to climb down. It's very strategic. Hey. I'll take a bottom hammock. I don't need my loot to fall from a great height. Smart. Smart. I'll take a top hammock so Sam and Sniffins can be closer to each other. Aww, that's it's adorable. So but I don't say that out loud. I just climb up into a top hammock and lie down. Sam lies down into one of the lower hammocks and Sniffins comes and tries to get in, but it's a little too unsteady. So he sits on the ground just at Sam's uh, about head level. Sam just leans an arm over the edge of the hammock, pets Sam. That's how he's probably going to fall asleep tonight. That's so cute. But before night comes, as things are all being taken care of, and you're settling in, getting your stuff situated, there's a knock at your cabin door. Yeah. <laughs> May I enter? Okay. Thank you. Just open the door and let him in. <laughs> I don't know. And Dipple opens the door and walks in. And he stands in the center of the room, and his owl head slowly rotates around, <laughs> staring at each other, getting a good look at everyone in the room. That's one of the benefits of having an owl head. He can actually look around without having to turn around. Welcome aboard the Gunner's Daughter. You are not crewmen. You are passengers. Are we clear? Um, no. <laughs> Don't know what that means. I mean... Stay I, out of the captain's thing, don't... I mean, we already got the instructions to stay out of her quarters, your quarters, don't go into anybody else's room, don't go in the cargo hold, there's well, something else we should... Don't do. go in anybody else's room without permission. Well, right. Obviously. I just mean that your rights and privileges on the ship are limited as passengers. You can eat with the crew in the galley. Uh, you're welcome on the main deck. Do not attempt to steer... <laughs> do not climb into the sails without permission people will probably not ask you but do your best to keep to yourselves is that good? can we all agree to that? agree yes. wonderful now then who are you people? I wasn't aware that that was part of the deal I'd like to know who's on the ship captain's responsibility is the ship mine is the crew you are neither but since you are people on the ship I just want to know who you are, and uh, if I need to worry about your safety. Oh, that's fair. Oh, my name's Oscar. You don't have to worry about my safety. 
As in, are we running from the law or something weird? Because we are not. Okay, Oscar. Have any of you even been on a ship before? I think... I think we're going to say Darwin had, because I think we had said he'd been to the capital for some father business Darwin could totally have been on a ship if he wanted to. Yeah, so I think Darwin has been on a ship. Wonderful, Oscar. You've got your sea legs. I feel like Arnis may have, but it would have been, like, across the little, like, it would have been, like, merp. Oh, ships don't do, ships don't do that across this bay. Or, like... Uh, This deep gouge of a bay, ships don't do. They will do it across the other bay, separating Karami and the capital. Or, like, a rowboat. (laughs) No, ships don't cross this. This is dangerous like waters. Oh, nobody goes through that. No, this is okay. this is a very narrow portion of sea here in between the eastern and western sides. The waters are extremely rough. Oh. There are no good beaches. This is like mountains on either side. Oh. Which is why you didn't just cross from Karami right through. That's fair. If I have it, was a the, short The, the daringest hop. of smugglers may, I will it say. Was, it was a short little hop <laughs> somewhere. Yes, there's, there's some short little hops down here. Yeah. By Fort Barbary, a little bit farther south of that, by Shipwright Fields. Yeah. Uh, and then there's just, like, people cruising around in the bay farther north of old Mar- of Fort Barbary. I may have in my travelings around. Mm-hmm. Vale? Short. Um, short no. Vale was raised in a dome house in the city and spent most mm-hmm. of their time travelling via land because I could buy myself. Fair. Now, on the odd chance that we are boarded... Or attacked? Are you all comfortable staying in your quarters? Um, uh, we can, but we have the skills to help you, if you want our help. Are you mercenaries of some kind? Adventurers. Adventurers. Oh, adventurers. And his head almost turns, like, all the way around as he, like, scopes out the room, <laughs> looking around for people. What kind? What adventure do you seek? Currently, we seek knowledge. Currently. Treasure? Sometimes. Daring? Hmm. Not Often. intentionally. <laughs> Most recently, we've been working as uh, guards for a trade caravan. Not uh, at all a lot. That's 100% true. There's this is other true. things we've been doing, but this is core true. of what we were doing. <laughs> we were guards for a caravan. You don't want to tell them we liberated the city of Karami. I'm not going to tell them. ruled it for... No? I'm not sure ruled it there. for... It was I'm, like not, I'm not going to tell months. anybody that I don't know. Why not? Unless I'm attempting to intimidate them. There it is. Because you have no idea who's loyal to the king. True. But imagine how impressed he would be. It makes us legit. Possible. I know. And I, not I, possible. I, I know. I agree. <laughs> I'm just being silly. Well, adventurers, any chance you'd be willing to go on a slight detour? Um, not particularly. We've been detoured from this particular... I don't want to use the word quest. Task. Am I going to use the word quest? Task Task is better. We've been detoured from this particular task for some time. And we're looking to get back on task. We should hear them out. Maybe they mean, like, just the next half hour or something. Things are rarely so quick at sea, Oscar. Ah. Would the three... Sorry. Would the four of you be interested in... Riches and treasure. Probably. What, what sort of treasure are we talking about? Because it's just gold. We're good. I always use more gold. This voyage was expensive. Earl's outfit was expensive. Outfits were. Looking pretty good, though. 
Earl Earl is walking up and down the hallways in the main deck in his new outfit. <laughs> he owns the place. Of, uh, he looks like Elton John in a boat right now, is what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm picturing. Big not, puffy hat, sparkly white coat. Not quite so glam. <laughs> it is very well made. Bright red pantaloons. Pantaloons. He's getting on a boat. Leather boots that reach up to just below the knee. Poofy pink shirt. Brown short vest over that kind of stops just at the ribs. Doesn't close all the way. Not a huge hat. But he does have a new hat. Um, styled after the captain's. Damn, um, that's that's early modern English glam. That's what that is. And that's uh, what that is. Along with his telescope, I feel like he picked up a cane. I think that had to happen. Maybe not a cane, like a walking stick. Yeah, I think that happened. He didn't pick up a pimp cane? No, 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 no. It's not quite pimp. Um, but it's something so when he's walking along the ship, you just hear the, like his boot steps and the tunk, tunk of his walking stick as well. Oh, my God. He's very happy on the boat. This guy is... He's too much. <laughs> anyway, Exodipple. I recently came into possession of a... I hate to say it, but a treasure map of sorts. It sounds fun. It does. Would it be before or after we go? It would have to be before. Yeah, it would be before. I want to go to treasure. It would have to be while you're on the boat, of course. That sounds fun. That sounds like just pure fun. You kill some shit and get some gold. All right, we'll go on a treasure hunt. Yes. Why am I like the evil dad that like wants us to get where we're going? And Dipple has, of course, an owl's beak, so you can't really see his mouth smile, but you see his eyes kind of light up. Wonderful. Yes, it's an old royal ship from Vermilion, back before the turn. Tales have it, it was headed off to Taxis to either pay off debt or buy an army or something. Depends on who you listen to. The reason's not important. The cargo is. And it was less than a week out of the bay that the ship just vanished. Nobody saw it again. Ghost ship. Nice. Most believe that it sank somewhere out in the middle of the ocean. But the people I've spoken to say it may have run ashore on some islands. A very dangerous place for ships. I don't know about people. I've never been there. Most ships won't go there. Captain Mahali is brave enough to go that way, if you're willing to come along. If not, you can stay on board. Missed the whole thing. But I would like to go there. Yeah, let's do it. If you could help me convince the captain that now is the time, you can share in the treasure. Yeah, we are. That's Assets. Fun. That was literally going to be my only question. <laughs> you're on, sir. In that case, welcome to the crew. And with that... We'll bring this chapter to a close, but the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at VanessaBlockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at Dibber.mo or at SoundCloud.com slash DibberMusic. Dibber, spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thank you for listening to this chapter at Seasons of Skyrand. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrand Podcast, or you can email us at skyrandpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online 
at skyrendpodcast.libsyn.com. This week's chapter is made possible thanks to our wonderful cast and crew, all of you amazing listeners, and our special friends who would like to say hello. We live in the darkness, between the twilight of dusk and dawn. Magic was once part of us and us part of it. Then the gloom, a bodiless form of fog and cloud, began to consume our lands. The magic that remains is fading. The power and glory of its rivers and seas became beds of dust and death. We have come to accept this existence. It is all we have known. It has become a part of us. In darkness we live. We endure. We survive. Midnight Kingdoms is an actual play podcast airing September 17th. Find us on midnightkingdoms.com.